Welcome to episode number 17 of The Lobby, where we talk and make you feel like you are in the lobby of River City Church. And just so you know, Becky, I was in the lo- the actual lobby oh. a couple days ago mm-hmm. recording the Hebrews video for yeah. the worship guide. So it's actually still there. Oh, it is still there. It Thank is still you for there. the update. I had some concern. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, my name is Aaron. And I'm Becky. All right. We're at the kitchen table again. Or the dining room table. All right. So the last episode of The Lobby... We talked about the ridiculous and interesting stories from your two summers in a jungle in Venezuela uh-huh. and me being in the outback in Australia for three months. Yes. So I was about 22, 23, and you were 17 and 18 years old. Yes. So, so um, you know... <laughs> We're just going to spill this into a second episode of The Lobby because... Because you have a lot of content. Well, you do as well. Well, well yeah, technically. Okay. You know, and so... We're, you know, I'm happy to support you with your good stuff. I don't need to be the star of The Lobby. Well, you were telling me some stories off the air of... Well, I mean, I found them really interesting and I'm like, really? Yeah. Okay. But I don't know that they're like podcasts. Okay. Well... <laughs> Okay. And, you know, I did think of one other's really extra crazy story yeah. that I also can't... Because I mentioned in passing on the last podcast that yeah. there was one story that I just couldn't tell because it's yeah. a family podcast. There's another one that's even crazier that I... You know, there's just a lot of stuff that happened. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, so everybody knows who the crocodile hunter is? Yeah. Steve Irwin. So, Steve Irwin... So, Passed away so when, via crocodile. No, it was with a stingray. Stingray. Okay. So when I was in Australia, this was about one year after he had died. Oh, so it was still fresh, culturally fresh. And let me tell you, the universal opinion of everyone in the outback is yes. that guy is an idiot who deserved <laughs> his death. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It was like Harsh. it was like he just like he got everything he had coming. Like he should have died before that. Oh my goodness. It was really brutal. So there was this uh so there was this one guy who I met. I can't remember where it was in the outback, but he said that he was working on a construction site in Brisbane, which is a major metropolitan mm-hmm. area. So he was working on this uh high-rise construction or something. Yeah. And he said there was this idiot who he worked with on the job site. Yeah. Who he was just doing crazy stuff, jumping from site to site, uh, jumping from... Right. I don't know. He was doing crazy, unsafe stuff. Yeah. And they eventually had to fire him because we're going to get sued and yeah. you're going to kill yourself. Yeah. So fast forward about five years. <laughs> he said he was sitting in a bar and... On the TV in the bar, it was that guy. And he was doing crazy stuff with crocodiles and all these other stuff. And it was just like, that's that bloody Steve Irwin bloke who we fired from the site. (laughs) Hey, at least Steve Irwin was consistent. Yeah, he really was. He really was. Yeah, so that wow. Yeah, but they were not fans. I I never met a single person who was a fan of that guy. Really, that's yeah. so interesting. Never one. That's super interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Do you have anything interesting? Well, back to Venezuela. Back to what? Venezuela. Somebody had a pet monkey. What? Uh huh. Really? Yep, they had a pet monkey, and it would sit on their shoulders. 
I, however, didn't do that. How big was the monkey? Uh, like maybe the size, smaller than a Cabbage Patch Kid. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Yep. Did the monkey have a name? If it did, I don't remember it. And my friend Jenica, she let it sit on her shoulder. And I was like, well, that's good for you. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of having something that's going to poop on me be on my shoulder. So I passed on that. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. So there was a monkey. Yeah. I never saw a monkey in the wild, though. Yeah, there was. So I have. I can talk some more animals. Stuff. Do it. Okay, so there's this one time, again, deep out in the outback. There, I was in some tiny little town, and I, I saw a shortcut to get to go across a field to get to wherever it is I was going. Which is brave considering the, the brown snake. Well, it was. It wasn't like tall grass or anything. It was. Um, it was like a mowed-ish oh, area. Sure. So I was like, I'll just cut across there. Mm-hmm. No big deal. NBD. So I start to walk through the field, mm-hmm. and there were, you know, there were two trees. Mm-hmm. I was walking through two trees, and I felt something fly really quick past my head. Oh! So I looked up, and there was this fairly large-ish bird that, as big as like a crow. Okay. And he was just hanging out. Yeah. On the tree. Yeah. And it was him. And he dive bombed me. Why? You all so, his business? No, I was I was minding <laughs> my own business. So So what I would find out later is that this bird is called a magpie. Oh, like Heckle and Jekyll in the cartoons? Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Um so these are called magpies and um, so I was like, well, that's weird. Yeah. I, I I wasn't real freaked out or anything, but I was just like, well, that's weird. Maybe it just accidentally flew by my head. Right. So I continue to walk through the field. Yeah. And all the magpies came together. <laughs> A community. And they're like, and they're like, we're going to get this American <laughs> idiot. Let's dive bomb the heck oh, out of them. Oh, no. So they just start dive bombing me like no. crazy. Because I think their nests might have been on the ground, which yeah. I didn't realize that. Right. So, I mean, I mean, they were dive bombing me like crazy. <laughs> so, it, so I was too far into the field to go back. There was no turning back. So I'm just like, I am running. So I just started sprinting like I had never sprinted before. And they're still coming at me. It's like, <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. I might have been going like, ah. Like it was really, it was. was, If there was a video of it, it would be completely embarrassing. But I did survive. But if I would have been ten years old, I would have. I would have been traumatized. Seriously. But I got. It was. It was like for the next week when I was, whenever I was, walking by myself somewhere, I would just like be. I was real (laughs) jumpy, just looking up at birds, and I was like, I'm gonna get them back. Maybe I could should just carry around like some kind of tennis racket. Yeah. Then I just like my feel them coming. I just turn around and. Whack him. That's normal. Yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh, who have I become? Anyway. So, you know, sorry, yeah, we're going to no, say. No, no, I feel like when we named Maggie Maggie, you were like, she cannot have Magpie as a nickname because of that experience. Oh, I did say that, didn't yeah. I? Yeah, yeah. I was, 
Maybe I was more traumatized <laughs> than what I think. So, um, but so Joseph, who mm-hmm. I was traveling around with for several weeks, yeah. like he was, um, he he was a friend of mine from. Well, I met him when I got down there, but so he he didn't speak English, mm-hmm. and all he had was his uh, his dictionary, right? His translation dictionary. So, um, so, so Joseph and I, Joseph tried engaging in hand-to-hand combat <laughs> this one time. With a magpie? With a kangaroo. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dude, this isn't a good idea. Like, like, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but this isn't a good idea. No, no. And I'm not this risk-averse person, but like, so... I think we were in some kind of uh, uh, park of some kind, some wildlife park mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> in the I don't know what. I don't remember. I don't remember where we were. But it was Joseph and I, and the kangaroos were protected in this yeah. area. You can't. You couldn't shoot them. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, so they were really tame. Oh yeah. So yeah. they would just come right up to you. So Joseph, like. <laughs> Okay, my memory's a little foggy on this, but, like, I just remember he was provoking it. Oh. And he was just, like... He's like, come at me, bro. Yes. He was. <laughs> and and I was just, like, keeping my distance. I was like, dude, I'm going to have to... I, you're you're going to die. That thing's huge. I've seen wild crats. I know about Rubos, where they kick with their feet. That's not safe. Because... Because the kangaroo is getting agitated. Yeah. You know. This um, really kind of switches so my my mental image of um, Joseph, just so you know. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Ooh. Man, there was this one week where we were with a family way out in the outback, and they were like, hey, it was late at night, and they were just like, hey, you want to go, I got some spotlights. You want to go shoot some kangaroos? Oh. Like hunting? Yeah. Oh. And I was like, eh, I mean... I can't say I have anything better to do, but like I don't. I'm I don't good. Feel good about so this. Joseph went though, and like they just shot a lot. Oh my gosh! And yeah, so they they shot a bunch, and so apparently what everybody said was like kangaroos are supposedly they are a delicacy in Germany. So I didn't really understand it because like you were. They were illegal to shoot, but you could sell them for so a delicacy. I don't, was there a kangaroo black market? And like maybe they were like, "Good day, mate. Joseph here is German, so this counts." <laughs> he was Swiss, but whatever. Oh, Swiss. <laughs> well, he probably speaks German. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of random oh stuff like my that. Gosh. That's so crazy. Anything interesting from... All right, back to Venezuela. Back to Venezuela. So even though I didn't want to allow a pet monkey to sit on my shoulder, I went in with this philosophy that I was not going to act like I was afraid of anything. Oh. Um, so there was this, this kid on my team whose name was Brian, and he was like kind of quiet or a little bit like a... I don't know, kind of like a junior high boy, except he was in high school. And he was like, hey... Oh, we saw some bats. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And he's like, oh, we're going to put a bat in your hammock. Oh, we're going to put bats in your hammock and Holly's hammock. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I've always wanted to see a bat up close. And he was like, oh, never mind. 
And so uh, that was just my strategy that I was, because people, like, if they want to scare you, yeah. if you're not going to be scared, then they won't do it. So I reverse psychologized him. Wow. On the mission strip, there was a lot of, like, psychological warfare. Well, yeah, it. I brought it. Not really. That was just that one time. Um, so that was my philosophy, and I and I also just didn't want to be afraid of, like, stuff to be able to do things. Oh. Um, I was just crossing something out you may have heard. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just was like, I'm not going to be afraid of things. YOLO. And... <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So I did not end up with bats in my hammock. Yeah. So <laughs> this, so when I was in the Outback, there was, this was one year removed from 9 11. Mm-hmm. And this is when the U.S. was gearing up to invade Iraq. It's been a pretty uh, volatile time. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I was in Longreach when this happened. This was right. like that 2,000 person town, like that's the biggest metroplex in... Yeah, it's on the globe. Yeah, <laughs> it's on the globe. So, you know, and there was this old guy who, I don't know how we started talking, but he was old enough to where he was a kid in World War Two. Oh. And... I don't know if he was originally from Germany or if he was in Poland. I, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But in World War II, he said that he was on a bridge that the Allies and the Americans, the Americans mm-hmm. were part of the Allies, um, they bombed a, the bridge that he was standing on. What? And everything got destroyed except his part of the bridge. What? And so he's like, so he was not real fond of... Americans. Oh, you don't say. Yeah. So, so everybody, even way out in the outback, like they know what's going on mm-hmm. in, um, yeah, they, they all know what's going on, like with the Iraq buildup oh, and everything yeah. like that. So this guy's like, he starts referring to, um, he starts saying like, oh, your mate, Mr. Bush. Your mate? Like, I was like, oh, he's not my mate. Get, get out of here. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we blew up your bridge. I really am. He's not my mate. Get out of here. Like, do you think America is the size of Longreach or something? No, because it's not. It's a lot bigger. You're mate. Ah, oh my gosh. You know. Like, you don't know anything about me. I don't. Yeah, you know. You're like, you don't even know who I voted for. You don't even know. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Man, there was like. There was so there's this one radio program. There's this guy named John Law, and he it was like he had this uh, three hour radio program every day on the ABC, which is the, their version of PBS, like the oh, Australian like broadcasting yeah, yeah, broadcasting yeah. network. So like John Law would be on everywhere in the outback, mm-hmm. and without I mean <laughs> almost without exception. Everybody would verbally yell at the radio for John Law to shut up. Oh my gosh! Oh <laughs> like, my it was gosh! Like, oh man, it was it was fair. I mean, everywhere I suppose is politically charged yes. in the world. True. In some kind of way, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of what it looks like. But mm-hmm. that was, that was one of the things, like. Mister. Bu- your mate, Mister. Bush. 
okay right okay thanks thanks for that oh my goodness that's so ridiculous but also like uh so did you ever watch the rescuers now and under yes but i think we saw that in the theater so it's been a minute okay so to the best of my recollection and again i haven't seen it in a really long time but there is this lizard looking thing okay named joanna okay in it okay okay now, maybe you rescuers down under truthers out there will, will disagree with me. Okay. Okay. So, I remember it being named Joanna. <laughs> the rescuer down under truthers. So, there is this lo- huge lizard looking thing. Yeah. That looks like uh, a Komodo dragon. Oh. And it's called, they call it a Goanna. Oh. And I'm like, oh, that's where Joanna the Lizard Because I think Joanna the Lizard in The Rescuers Down Under was actually a bad guy. And you know why? Because that thing is gross. And nobody likes those things. <laughs> They're like, somebody was like, oh, man, you see a Goanna? If it bites you, you'll, your whole body's getting infected. Because there's just germs and gross oh, stuff. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Because it's everywhere. a scavenger. Kind oh, of. yeah. So, man, oh. it was... I was walking along some road and i saw one like in in the ditch and i was just like i'm out of here yeah seriously (laughs) like i'm gonna cross the street yeah oh that's so gross well i should have i should be making a list of things to look up on wikipedia yeah that would be on my list (laughs) (laughs) that you're gonna say that they that it was a statue and that they referred to it as like whoever was president of the united (laughs) states at the time It's like, is that, oh, this one's Bill Clinton. This one is like whoever, but wow, that's gross. Back to Venezuela. So, um, I don't know if you've ever heard me talk about my cows per square mile passion. Yeah, Uh, I've heard heard you talk. Yeah, so you, you. Well, it's not a current passion. No, but if push came to shove, I could get a little heated about it. What? It really bothers no, me. Well, here we go. No, you wouldn't. Not, not heated. But when people have the audacity to like talk to me about how California is dairy producers, I'm like, come on, you guys. Come on. Does California need to be everything? No. They have the coast. Like... Anyway, so we were, we were riding in a vehicle. Because you do, you know, getting to... Tama Tama, where I was, you do a lot of transporting. And so we had our orientation at this headquarters, and then we went to Miami and flew out of Miami. And so we were in a van, and we were chit-chatting with the people on our team. This was the second time I went. And there were these two guys who were from California. And so I was just chit-chatting with them and um they were you know i was like where are you guys from and they're from california and they asked me where i was from and i was like oh i'm from wisconsin you know the dairy state and the one kid said yeah well did you know that california has more cows than wisconsin which he did not need to say that yeah it's like it's like the competitive yeah Yeah. but then i said oh yeah (laughs) well we probably have more cows per square mile and then as soon as i said it i said 
Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> While I think it's true that Wisconsin has more cows per square mile, this is not something to fuss at people about. So I like backpedaled, but I was like this. We all know that Wisconsin is a dairy state. The cows in California are not very happy. And <laughs> I've heard about the dairy farms there. It's not good. Oh, like the commercial farms? Yes. So like, it's yeah. not good. Well, Wisconsin has, like the Midwest has our own versions of that. I would prefer not to think about it. <laughs> but so then my sister, when she was in college, she learned about like statistics and mapping and stuff. And she figured it out for me that Wisconsin does indeed have more cows per square mile than California. Take that. Burn. Burn. Years <laughs> and years later. I'm glad you could burn that mission trip, kid. Yeah, seriously. Burned is burned. This is not a political statement. <laughs> I think when this people has say nothing to this do, is not a political it's statement. It's not. Okay. okay. But all you climate change deniers, you should go to rural Australia. Because there's skin cancer like crazy down there really oh man because like the ozone just really isn't that strong down down there and plus it's just very direct sunlight and it ain't very rainy in the outback so yeah so that crowd down there who lives in the outback i mean these they don't have access to doctors or medical equipment, right. um, med- like advanced medical procedures and that kind of stuff, reconstructive surgeries, elective surgeries, that kind of things. So if you survive skin cancer, then great, you did. Okay. So, but um, there's just, there were just a lot of, uh, more than, more people than what you would think. Who just had um, facial deformities? Whoa! Just like I mean, there was this one lady. I mean, I mean, they just had like parts of their nose like just taken out and that kind of stuff, and just like it's just yeah, I just had to take out the skin cancer because <gasps> oh of gosh. blank. Because hopefully you know, that guy with the dog didn't use his jackknife for that. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> but like, so there were some hog farmers down there. Who I was talking to, and they're just like, you know, one of the one of the biggest ways that like our biggest reasons why our pigs die is from skin cancer. Really? He's like, he's like, look at, um, he's like, that pig has skin cancer. That pig has cancer. That pig has cancer because they're just out in the they in the sun. Sometimes. Do they make pig sunblock? <laughs> I think it was just like, yeah. Whoa. I mean. That's fast because how long do you have a pig be alive until it it's, turns into food? It's not very long. I don't think. Because not well, like you I mean, milk the, a pig. I think those were some of like the um, the female mother pigs who just oh, like, they just were around longer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Right. That makes sense then. Because yeah, I was like, so it was, wow. Well, and stereo- but it was really sad. That is really sad. You know, and. No, I, that's just anecdotal. That's not research. Right. But, hmm. So the climate isn't changing, huh? Okay. okay. Environmental cool. science, Aaron. Cool. So, um, 
I feel like a stereotype of people in Australia who aren't um, like Aboriginal. Yeah. Is that they kind of have your coloring? Yes. Like pretty like you probably looked in. quite Australian mm-hmm. with like your, you know, your reddish hair and the skin tone that goes with that though yep. tends to be very fair. Yep. So those kinds of people get sunburn faster than mm-hmm. people who get right. tan. Yep. <laughs> so it's probably just a bad mix. Those things. It is a really bad mix all the way around. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Wow, that's really that's nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, and speaking of, like, uh, doctors and medical practices out in the outback. So, if you live 10 hours from the nearest medical practice. Yeah. um, Especially if you need a specialist. What do you do? What do you do? Well, there is a subculture called the Flying Doctors. Really? Have I ever told you about this? This sounds like a reality TV show. <laughs> Where's TLC? I feel like that's something they would be like following someone around with a camera. Yeah, so so if something's going down, you call up the flying doctor and you just give them their your location and coordinates or whatever and they are a m- medical doctor who has a f- their f- pilot's license. And they fly to where you are, and they'll get there in the next day. It's like home visits. It really is. So I, I think it was in Longreach. Yeah. There was uh, a sign for somebody that said, the flying gynecologist. Because <laughs> somebody needs to deliver the babies. Yeah. I mean, you would never, that's the stuff, kind of stuff you would never think no. of. Just like It is like Little House in the Prairie. Maybe your neighbor would have to become oh, yeah. an impromptu midwife. Yeah. Right. Yep. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. That is really crazy. Totally crazy. I feel like there's a lot. The Venn diagram between Little House on the Prairie and Australia is getting that <laughs> overlap is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. All right, what, all right what you got? Well, um, I rode in a bongo. What's that? It is a very long, very wide dugout canoe. Like, wide enough so that you could lay in the width of it huh. with a thatched roof over, like, two-thirds of it. And then it had a motor. Mm-hmm. And then you would motor around on it. And it was maybe the most soothing transportation I've ever been transported on. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. So it, like, pulled up to this little cove kind of by the house that we stayed in, the house that had, like, a thatched roof and stuff. And we hopped on there, and we... Rode down the mighty Orinoco to a research station that was like a German research station that had since been abandoned. And they had stuff and they were studying the canopy of the trees. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, huh. that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I also tried water skiing when I was in Venezuela. Really? Yeah, because they had, some people had this a boat. This is so naive on my part, but just because I've seen Anaconda yeah. and things like that, I... That would make me nervous. It did make me nervous. But that's, I know that's irrational. Well, but. and that really motivated me because I was like, I know there's piranhas in here. Well, you weren't afraid of the bats. I so. wasn't. Wait, so you knew there, wait. I did, but Aaron, I was doing YOLO, you know? Wow. And so I was like, I'll try. And I got in and I got up and I got right back down. 
And I, because yeah. I was going to, I was like, well, I'll try it. How often do you get to do this? Mm-hmm. And it just, I just don't do water skiing really very well. And so then I got back in the boat, but I tried it and nothing yeah. ate me, even though I didn't get up. Because I mean, the whole, I suppose water skiing is like you're up, you know, you're not swimming, but they would do where they'd like take a boat down and like people float down rivers, you know, they would do that. Right. The missionary kids would, and they would just kind of float hmm. down, which I suppose like maybe I would be sure I was like sitting in the inner tube. You know, I wouldn't right. want to be, like, swimming in it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know much about the behavior of piranhas. Like, do they need to be provoked? Yeah. Do they have to smell blood? I don't know. I, yep. I'm not a, another thing to look up on Wikipedia. But I tried it, and I was unsuccessful. But I made it out without being eaten. So mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. There you have it. Um, Rode in a bongo. Um, to this day, mm-hmm. the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten in my <laughs> yes, life. I know what you're going to say. Was this thing called cheese on toast? But it wasn't cheese. That's oh, wait. It. Oh. What were you thinking of? Marmite? Oh. <laughs> no, not Marmite. What's it was... that stuff that's like yeast that they put on bread? Like that yeast. Vegemite? Vegemite, yeah. That's a real thing down there. Yeah. Because like, you know that song? It's like, Veg- Vegemite, sandwich. Uh-huh. It's real. It's real gross. Yeah, that's a real thing. And I had a friend in college who would just eat Vegemite. And I was just like, hey, you know, that's great in hipster. You do you. But yeah. I don't. That's whatever. like pre-hipster because of how... You know, when you were in college. And I feel like when people say, they're like, I just love it. I'm like, you really don't. You just want to be different. <laughs> you know, there's there's so many things you can spread on your bread. Like, I don't particularly care for Nutella, but you can put that on there. You can put peanut butter. There's so many nut butters. Why are you picking Vegemite? Which is, yeah. What is what's even in Vegemite? There was, so cheese on toast, it was... I didn't want to be rude and say that I wasn't going to eat the food that <laughs> right. my host family was giving to me. Right. So for breakfast, they made a, it was a piece of bread. Yes. To the, to the best of my knowledge, this is what it was. It was a piece of bread that had goat cheese on it. Okay. They said it was goat cheese. Right. Where this goat cheese came from, I don't know. Then there was a tomato on it. Yeah. And they broiled it. You and, don't like tomatoes. And I ate it. And so to this day, <laughs> when you talk about goat cheese. That's what you think That's of. what I think of. And I um, I just have a visceral reaction <laughs> to like, I'm just like, I, I'm open to trying goat cheese because I don't, I'm not convinced that that was actual goat cheese. Yeah. But it, it does. It did come from a goat. I do know that for sure. Yeah. So. I feel like, I feel like I had goat cheese once, but it was not like, because you know goat cheese that you get, it's in a log and it's meant to be crumbled, you know, or made into a spread if you're like going to whip it up or something like that. But I tried some real questionable goat cheese that was sliced. Like you would slice like Monterey Jack. Yeah. Well, do you feel like that's what yours was? I have no idea. 
I, in my head it is. Because I feel like, well, you're not a really a big cream cheese fan. No. But I think goat cheese is a lot more in the cream cheese family, like with the tanginess. Right. Um, and to be fair, probably much of the goat cheese that uh, that I would consume is like probably commercially processed, not like you just took it out of the bucket and threw the enzymes in. Because that was probably what your goat cheese was. Right. It was so, oh, what? Do you want me to talk about Vegemite and what's in it? Vegemite is like, it is described as, it is yeast extract, malt extract from barley. So it's like spreading beer leftovers and yeast on your bread. And um, the taste may may be described as salty, slightly bitter, and malty, somewhat similar to the taste of beef bouillon, yet it's smooth and sticky like peanut butter. People don't need to eat that. I just... Yeah. I just feel like that's not right. So speaking of things that people shouldn't eat or yeah. drink. And I completely understand why they do this. Okay. So like if it hardly ever rains. Yeah. There's no wells to dig. No. Yeah. And the rivers true. are kind of dried up. So when it does rain. Yeah. What do you do? Catch if it. You need, yeah. If you're in the middle of nowhere. So people construct their roofs in such a way to harvest the rainwater so that you can drink that. And I remember asking I remember asking somebody like so you you drink the water from your roof? And the point that they made was that well like you it's is it any better like getting it from a river or a well or whatever? And maybe they have a point, but um also, so is there a filtration system? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So there was birds don't birds poop on your roof. Yeah, yeah, they do. Birds don't poop in wells. Yeah. Okay, just checking. I mean, I'm not a well scientist, but I feel like there's less poop. Yeah. So there was this one week where. Um, I don't know what the deal was, but there was, when night came, there were just hundreds, if not thousands of what we would consider bullfrogs to be Mm -hmm. just around everywhere outside Mm -hmm. and around the house. They're loud. Well, it wasn't so much the noise. It was just like, some of these suckers were just enormous. Yeah. And it was just like, where did you guys come from? And I don't prefer to go outside, you know? <laughs> I don't prefer to go outside. So there was, so this one guy told me this, like, oh, yeah, like, uh, you know, the, our rainwater reservoir that we, you know, get our drinking water from. It's like, I opened it up once and, like, there were just, like, like um, just tons and tons of dead frogs in there. And... Ooh, you know, I, I think if you live in the outback, your risk tolerance is just different. Uh, just a bit. Yeah. And you know what? And I think that just creates a culture of like, you are a not a complainer and... <laughs> you know, maybe you might want to voice a few concerns <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I mean, wow. 
there was this one yeah and also like there was this um there was this one kid that i met mm-hmm. on a bus that i was and he was he was i think he was 15 or 16 yeah and he said that he was adopted so he was he was on a quest to find his mom and dad and his sister so he was just going from town to town, just looking. And that sounds I was like just, a Disney movie. I wanted to be like, your pain should not be monetized as into a movie. But no. like, this is a this is a great like movie. this. Wh- I fairly feel qualified to like travel around the outback. It's like, and you are, and you're 16. <laughs> Seriously, it's like you just met people like that. Wow. So back to the water sourcing. <laughs> so did did they have any alternative sources? Couldn't the the air doctor bring like a, the air a vat of water? <laughs> I don't think it works like that. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't really waste water either. Well, I don't know. I mean, I just have some concerns about flushing the toilet. Yeah. Any, I mean, hand washing? Yeah, it got a little crazy out there. Wow. Well. That's all I got. What do you got? Well, I saw, um, when I was in Venezuela, there was an ice machine, and it was, like, in the kitchen area, because it was, like, kind of, like, this multi-purpose place. There was, like, a kitchen and dining area, and then, like, where they had church or whatever. Yeah. And so people would come every day and get ice, and there was a, I found a frozen frog in there. What? A frozen frog was in the ice, like, that you scooped up. Ooh. And I was like, that's really? gross. But I just kind of had to pretend I didn't see it, because what was the alternative? Like, yeah, right. you just throw all the ice away and start over? Like, yeah. I don't, I right. don't know. Because it was a big, I mean, it was like something you would get at, I don't know, at, like, at a restaurant. You know, you would, like, yeah. get it out. So, there was a frog. Ooh. And that water was... No, this is kind of concerning because there was like a big filter that the the water went into when it made ice, and so it. Um, I don't know if maybe the frog hopped in there when it was open once, when it was open once, or if it just came in with the water. I'm gonna say it just hopped in there because there were frogs everywhere. Yeah. So that was that was weird. Yeah. Frogs and water supplies. Good time. Yeah. Um, I do have a, um, a couple more. I don't know if you... Oh, I yeah. I have a couple of food. No, go for I it. a couple go food ones. Um, so, the grossest thing I made when I was there was something called Snappy Joe's. And it was like Sloppy Joe's, except it didn't have meat. It had cabbage. Mm-hmm. So, it was like... It was like coleslaw sandwich. Mm-hmm. And that was so gross that nobody could eat it. Yeah. And I think that's just a bad recipe to begin with. No offense to Snappy Joe's, but it was so gross. Yeah. Um, they are also they also had a couple of sodas, and I think that they were Coke products, but we, um, you know, we can't get them here in America. But they had one called Frescolita, and hmm. it was vaguely fruity and soapish in flavor. Hmm. And then they had Malta, which I think was like non. It was like beer adjacent but wasn't it wasn't alcoholic yeah that stuff was gross right because i mean that makes me think of vegemite yeah 
Huh. Um, so I didn't love those, but I did like they had like pineapple soda. That was good. Huh. But the Malta, I was like, I don't think anyone really likes that. They're like that person who you went to college with who was like, I really like Vegemite. And it's like, you're a big liar. You don't. <laughs> you're just trying to be cool. Yeah. It's like um, in a really weird way you're trying to yeah, be cool. Yeah, seriously. You know? It's like the most awkward way ever. So, yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty gross. Mm-hmm. So, but hey, pineapple soda is good. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so. Do you want to share your last one? Um... Uh, people play a lot of soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Did you play soccer with anyone? No, I watched. <laughs> I wasn't going to YOLO that much. But like you'll, go, you'll go water skiing with the anacondas. <laughs> be like, ah, the little football. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. No, okay. and because people really would like, if you had a pair of shoes, then somebody would wear one on their right foot and someone would wear it on their left foot for kicking. But, really? Yeah. Oh. So there's a lot of soccer. It's, I feel like that's really stereotypical for South America, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of soccer. Yeah. So I watched. I was a fan. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Cool. Hey, well, thanks for listening to our stories. Yeah, man. <laughs> too bad we don't have a slideshow or something. Oh, God. JK, JK. <laughs> you know, when we were cleaning stuff out downstairs, like, I, I found all your Venezuelan slides. Yes. Down there. Yeah, because... Which I suppose you need a slide machine. Yeah, you do need a projector for Yeah. <laughs> so funny sounds good anyway all right thanks for joining us in the lobby bye